I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Yep, just go on in, read the script, and give it a listen. All right, so you just won. Okay. Hello, my name is Chris, who walks in. You may know me from the reviews I do. Today, we'll be going over this week's episode of the Rolling in the Geek podcast. So, let's jump right in. Hello, I am Ken Brown. And as your game master, I welcome you back to the world of Riven, the Shattered Continent. Will the rest of this merry band introduce themselves? Hello there. Uh, I'm Harko's Iron Job Bizarro, and I'm an Alakokra monk. And the world is confusing lately, but I plan to use my second chance to give everyone else theirs. And I'm portrayed by Nick Simpson. And I am Trevor Ironjaw. The world is strange right now, but I have given my word. No matter how fate directs me, I shall stand and protect those who cannot protect themselves. Portrayed by Brad Konawa. Thanks, crew, and thank you for joining us at our table. Now, prepare yourselves for Rolling in the Geek. Hello, listeners. Ken, your Game Master here. I want to thank you for joining us here at Rolling in the Geek. We are once again, though, asking you for your support. Because through your support, we are able to create content with improved quality and quantity. Check out Rolling of the Geek over on Patreon and choose a tier with rewards that fit you. Every little bit helps us along our path. Now back to three guys who are more excited to game than sleep. Last time on Rolling in the Geek. The team watches as the Brava enters into the ley lines. They are in awe at the aesthetics of the trip, and this time getting to see it from a safe way was a wonder for them. Arcos talks to a deckhand who directs him to find a woman named Evelyn below deck who is in charge of the cargo holds. He heads below as Trevor and Lenara have a conversation about the beauty around them, and Lenara acknowledges that she hadn't looked at it that way for a long time. 
They discuss the B-team's reasons for going to Aetherport, which she calls out as being untrue, and tells Trevor and Phil that Aetherport used to be wonderful, but is now the armpit of Rivet, and that they need to be careful why that, while the, God damn it, cat. <laughs> I've been trying not to laugh over here. She just kept getting louder. <laughs> Yeah, and there's there's no getting rid of her. That happened in I think the in episode seventy nine when I was editing it. If she meows under Ken, she doesn't go away. She she was like at first it was just like go lay down, go lay down. Okay. Oh man, Jesus! I love your cat. She's kind of an a-hole. She is, but it's not like a lover. <sighs> Alright, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back a couple of lines here. They discuss the B team's reasons for going to Aetherport, which she calls out as being untrue. It tells Trevor and Phil that Aetherport used to be a wonderful place, but is now the armpit of Rivet, and that they need to be very careful while they are there. Harkos gets to the cargo hold and meets Evelyn, a cobalt woman who is soft-spoken in a hard way. She tasks Harkos with moving some cargo and is surprised when he is able to do it. She and Harkos talk at some length about his home of o in Okaido and his interactions with pirates in the past. Eventually, she propositions him, which makes him poof into an owl ball. <laughs> Trevor notices in the distance that there is a dark spot in the ley lines and says something to a deckhand about it, and the ship goes into a frenzy. Go lay down! <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Trevor notices in the distance that there is a dark spot in the ley lines and proceeds to say something to a deckhand about it, and the ship goes into a frenzy. The entire crew mobilize to strap, tie, and chain anything and everything down, and eventually including themselves. As the ship enters the storm, they hear the B team's names being called out into the wind, and as T and H head to the top deck, they see a being made of light that introduces itself as the ley lines. And that is where we pick back up. Intr introduced itself. Because it's all like, we are the ley lines. Fuck you. Fuck, Fuck all you. of you. You and your legionness. <laughs> <laughs> so you have a being of light standing in front of you. We are the ley lines. What do you do? I don't know if I said it last time, but I'll I'll give it a little bow. <laughs> Fucking bow to everything, man. <laughs> it's courteous. You don't need to be courteous to things that are douchey. Who said it was douchey? What's douchey? You don't remember what happened when you crossed through the non-chaotic ley lines when we were in the Underdark? Well, well you fair. don't remember what it did to your brain? Go ahead, bow to it. No, go ahead. <laughs> Stick with it. Stick with your choices. Eh, I'm still bowing to it. I fucking ain't. I don't like those things. I don't like it at all. I don't like the ley lines at all. Also, you should bow. You killed one of them, so... <laughs> <laughs> I am Trevor Leyline Slayer. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have... Uh, by by the end of this, if we add in all the all the stuff, I'm gonna have a title like uh, like uh, ah oh crap, what's her name from Game of Thrones? 
Oh, like Daenerys? And yeah. The, the, the breaker of chains. The, the, yeah. The, the, yeah, just go down the list of titles. The, the Leyline Killer and Killy. I'm Killy. <laughs> Something's gonna happen to Davinius. He's gonna be—he's gonna be a herald, and then he's also got the fucking bulwark <laughs> shit that he says. And then there's also like all the fucking—he's the knight of Iron Zed. Uh, <laughs> he's probably got some title for being part of the Elder Guard adjacent of the Underdark. Jesus, it's like Pokemon badges at this point. We're, we're gonna have to—we're gonna have to plan that out. At all some right. point. Well, you gotta get your Aetherport gym badge. Are you are you ready to take on the, the gym trainer? Yep. Yeah, I hear the Aetherport overlords are pretty uh pretty tough. <laughs> they <laughs> they uh, got an emblem. They they use a lot of psychic shit. I <laughs> uh, okay, anyway, you bow and uh when when you kind of look back up, she it, it they have their head kind of cocked staring at you and they reach over and like touch the uh the railing where you were standing and she run they run her fingers along the rails and you see these little these little wisps of golden light coming off of them as they absorb back into her so what can we do for you? You are Argos and Trevor, correct? Yes. Well, he's just the Trevor half. If it if if they had eyes that you could see, you you would see that they just rolled them. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. They just addressed Trevor. It was like your heart goes to Trevor, right? And Trevor was like, "Yep, N- no." I represent 50% of that company. Thank you. <laughs> the, the T&H LLC. Yeah. <laughs> Going to make a discount clothing store. You, you hold 50% of the shares. <laughs> 51. <gasps> I have Phil. Oh, fair. <laughs> Phil has 1%. Oh. Yeah, he, he took it from Trevor. <laughs> when I died. When Trevor died. <laughs> Same wavelength. But they stay silent for a moment and they they look back over at the railing and and these little wisps of of golden light that's coming off of it and looks back over at the two of you and says we are here to ask you to stop to ask us to stop what stop your crusade excuse me and and what might this crusade be that that you're speaking of your attempts to put the dragons back to sleep really you have a hand in this we are many and do not want to become one again. And by putting the dragons to sleep, you would become one. Maybe. We do not know, but that is what we assume. 
We were born from their fall, and our death will come from their rise. Then wouldn't you want them to stay down? You don't understand the physics of this world. Mm. But you said you were born from their fall. You'll die with their rise. But you want to become many, even though you are one. Yes? Did I get that mixed up? We don't understand how this would work. We want to exist as we are now. Then we keep them down, yes? No. No, 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 no. I think I understand what's going on. I don't think you're explaining it very well. They... uh, This whole time, they've been, like, caressing parts of this ship that they... They're just kind of like walking to and fro, running their hands along the rails, or they they touch a cannon uh, and just like kind of soak in the feel of it. And they stop and they, they stare at you. I guess then it is just your mind that is not able to wrap itself around what we are asking. You're you're asking us to let the dragons come back, yes? They're already back. Not all of them. There is no stopping or starting. It's already done. The inevitability of it is in motion. What if I tell you we don't plan on killing all of them? They they cock their head again to the other side and, and stared. We don't know if that would be better or worse. We kind of plan on killing all of them. I mean, you do. Half of the LLC, well, the controlling half. <laughs> <laughs> If your aim is to fix what's been done, then it unfixes what we are. Our aim is to prevent what happened before. Two halves of one whole. But you don't know that you all would go away. You're just a... Go ahead. We assume, yes. No. No, you're all evil. Sorry, Well, I'm sorry, but the... The fact of the matter is that if, if, if we do what you're asking, it's... It's detrimental to everyone. And if we do what we're doing, it's maybe detrimental to you. And the, however many you are, you're still one. You're just a more spread out one and Quite frankly, 
I don't believe as much offense as this is going to cause and probably get me killed. I don't believe that you outweigh the, the weight of everyone else. And then you hear from behind you whispered in your ear. We are men. Nope. <laughs> so Harkos is going to like uncomfortably step a little bit forward away from that. <laughs> uh, and there there are now two. It wasn't just a whisper. There is another one behind you. Well, that's lovely. Right, so that on top of everything else that you all have caused me is is not helping your case at all. Uh, I've met the people that we're trying to save. I've I've lived amongst the people that we're trying to save. I've I've talked with the people we're trying to save. Whereas you, well, you beset a storm on our ship and then put creepy duplicates behind me and gave me bad dreams when I walked in you 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 took Trevor from me you attempted to take Phil what do I owe you nothing and I have no reason to want to preserve your existence the people of Riven they they deserve Life and you, you're a side effect of apparently a a, a time constrained solution to an age old problem. We are hurt by your words, Argos. I am hurt by your visions, creepy light. <laughs> she. They, they look at you in in a in an odd way, and they kind of seem to to shift a little bit. And a and the one behind you said, "Do you get angry at the lava when you step in it and it burns you?" Okay, Nick would yes. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, lava! How dare you! I didn't know the forbidden suit would hurt. <laughs> I think I said forbidden suit. I meant forbidden soup. That's fine. Uh, do you do you rage at the storm because it throws rain upon you? Do you do you gather your frustrations at the wind because it it blew the seeds away? So you're you're asking, do do I get upset at the effect due to the causes that I I endure? If you stepped through us and saw visions, is the same principle? I don't think it is the same principle. Is the storm sentient? Does the storm make itself into a humanoid form and come and speak to us? No. Seems as though you have a lot more control than they do. The second half of that is true, yes. <sighs> Let nature 
continue her path. This is as meant to be as it ever has been. Well, if it's meant to be, then I suppose we will not succeed in our, uh, our journey. How, how long have you all been around? Time does not mean anything to us. It's, it's felt like forever, but we have only existed since forever. So we know nothing else. Awesome. Glad your answer was vague. So what all <laughs> do have you e- experienced? Did you witness the fall? When you were one, did you see what happened? Our first memories are of the fall, yes. Which was nature taking its course. The, the, so you, you see, we, Trevor and myself, are very privileged in that we have witnessed things before you, apparently, because if your first memories are of the fall, you may have been around, but clearly your mind was not. We witnessed when Numerath, the, the firstborn, brought all the races to life from the fall of monstrous creatures. That was nature taking its course. And then Cyraxis, when she inevitably rose, fought Numerath with her side of the war. That was nature taking its course. The Cabal taking the dragons out as well as themselves, that was nature taking its course because without that, everything would have died. Cyraxis, as much as I don't want to admit it, probably would have won from the things that we've found out and learned. She had a lot more firepower in her corner. And from the limited knowledge we have, her winning would not have been great for anyone. So... Nature taking its course is what led us to this point, and if nature continues to take its course uninterrupted by the likes of us, everything will die again, and this world will rot and decay, and you will have nothing. If we take our path, which, much like the Cabal's, is what nature is calling us to do, things have a chance not guaranteed, but have a chance at life, including yourself, because as we've stated many times, you don't know that you will go away when they do. You just think you will because you showed up when they went away. But you've never experienced what's happening right now. So you can't say for certain. So what what validity do we or do you expect us to hold in your uh fuck word oh I was doing so good what validity do we hold in your claims that we have to stop or you will die you will become one you won't die you said you become one 
what makes your plight that's the fucking word I was looking for what makes your plight more valid than ours would you not fight against your own death would you not try to convince the mugger to not stab you for your money well yes but go ahead Brad I've talked a lot (laughs) I don't believe I tried to convince you not to kill me the first time again you step into the lava and expect to not get burned you were a fool and again I didn't argue it now did I you came back well that was due to nature well I mean was it if nature had her way then you would have been part of the many you liken your questions to that of would we not defend ourselves against a mugger but the situation you're in is you defending yourself against everyone who has the potential to become a mugger you do not see a mugger before you and you're defending yourself you see people and you are afraid that any of them could be wielding a knife and try to take your coin yes I would defend myself against a mugger if in fact I knew that they were trying to end my life but you are trying to shelter yourself lock yourself away in a room where you can be safe from anything without knowing we just don't want to die dying is part of nature not for us you don't fucking know that. You don't know that. You don't know that. Okay, you know what? Fuck it. You don't know that. How could you know that? Because you've been around forever? How long were the Methuselahs around? Do you think they expected to die? How can something die that is fed by death? Well, one way would be for things to stop dying, and then the thing that is fed by death will eventually shrivel and starve. That's fair. But what do you think that the repercussions of that would be? The repercussions of the thing fed by death dying? Of there not being death. Oh, I'm not trying to say that things just live on forever. I'm stating if if things were to devolve into such chaos that everything was dead and then there was nothing left to die because it already had. So if there was, in, in, in the scenario that I poorly explained, if there was no death, there were, there would, there's no life left. In your scenario, if there's no death, there's the new problem of no room. But more to your point on being fed by death, how full do you think you would be if someone like Cyraxis were to fall 
I've not thrown my hat into either side of the ring just yet as Trevor has. I don't know if if we'll try and take them all or not. But if Trevor's right and we don't, I mean, there will be a sizable amount of large death that um, you could feed on and it won't be everything. And if you're worried about it, just don't gorge yourself. The the figure just shakes their head and says, I, I truly wish we could make you understand. But such is nature that you cannot. You've shown us visions before. Why not show us a vision of what you mean? Maybe that will help us understand. That's not how it works. Of course not. One day you'll understand that too. Yes, Trevor, they don't show truths. It is neither truth nor lies that we show when you cross through us. So if I cross through you now, what happens? It looks around and it says, uh, most assuredly, you will die out here. No, you. Standing there. We don't understand what you mean. It's it's standing inside of the barrier, yes? Yeah. I'm going to walk up to it. Which one? The one at the bow or the one right behind you? <laughs> uh, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to turn to the one right behind us and I'm going to step through it. Oh. oh dear. Roll a uh, constitution saving throw. His okay. lungs were closed. The poison didn't go in. His lungs were closed. The poison didn't go in. His lungs were closed. The poison didn't go in. Uh, dirty 20. Okay. I, you feel violently ill for a moment. I, Harkos, you look at him and his skin is red. Like he's been burned by something. So I feel violently ill, like as I step through it. Then. Like you feel like you're gonna throw up. Your your body feels shaken. Like it. There's there's a some sort of foreign body that is trying to get out of you. And then I step out, and then that yeah. goes away. No, no. The bird that the red skin and that vi- that ill feeling remains. Oh, uh, you said for a moment. That's why. I asked that. No, the the like you think you're gonna throw up for a moment, but the feeling remains. That the the vomiting part passes, but it, your stomach is still churning. Okay, so I step through and attempt to compose myself as much as possible and go. That is what I meant, and now I know. Harkus is gonna glance and 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 look at what happened. Think about he, I, he I, mentally face palms. I, I what you're looking at. Think about like uh, I I uh, uh, silent HBO's Chernobyl, like the red Ooh. when people would look yeah at at the reactor that red like almost sunburnt kind of look that radiation that's, burn. That's what he looks like. Oh. Ugh. You know that 
that was entirely his fault. He makes a lot of those decisions lately, and you constantly bring up the would you be mad at the lava if it were to burn you should you step in it well to be quite honest and again not mad <laughs> liar how would you feel if people just started walking through you motherfucker and again not mad <laughs> to, to be quite honest I I would prefer there be no lava for people to make the stupid choice to step into why entertain the idea of, of, of keeping the lava around if it's going if there's no positive outcome from someone interacting with it why does it need to be here same as you if if what what have you provided in your time here what what have you given to Riven you you do understand that land is formed by a volcano by lava it hardens and turns to stone and eventually is made into more earth there is purpose there is purpose to everything he's not asking about the what, lava what is your well it's they make a good point Ken's trying to call me on my bullshit that's fair play <laughs> fair play I'm we're solving each other's solutions right now so it's, <laughs> it's very tit for tat um yes but by the time the lava has become stone and become earth and people step on it it no longer burns them whereas you what are your longing effects because the only way people can interact with you right now results in that. And I'm going to obviously gesture towards Trevor. I roll a, uh, like, persuasion. See how you do. Uh, probably not fucking well. I don't think Harko's got good persuasion. Uh, Is there something charisma-based that you do well on? No, Harko's got a one in charisma. So uh, well, I, uh, Deception. That, I, well, I remember yeah, this. I can't. We, had, I, we had this talk before. Deception is my only charisma stat. I can't. Uh, yeah, I, no. I can't justify a deception on this. But I'm not. I, and I wasn't asking for what I just don't have. Well, I say that my my persuasion. Oh, no, I was looking at perception. I was going to say my persuasion is plus three. My perception is plus three. My persuasion is plus one. That's a seven. <laughs> What'd you roll? A grand total of five. <laughs> well, it, you know what? This is my one gimme. That's what just happened. <laughs> this is my one gimme. I'm going to keep rolling like shit. You're going to start to get better, and then I won't get anything else. It stares at you for a long time. And there's there's an awkward silence that kind of cascades around you. And eventually they the, the one at the bow will take a couple of steps back and shake their head and the one behind you we provide home for faithless so you, you're, you're where people go when they die if, if they don't have somewhere to go yes 
You phrase it as the faithless. But I went someplace when I died. And I've never been one for any faith. You've put your faith in something or else you would have come to us. tell you that we would not have let you go so easy. Well then. Do you know what the old gods used to do to the faithless? We do not. I do not. They were mortar for the bricks of the wall. The wall of the faithless. The, the wall of the faithless? Uh, yeah, and this is actually, this is a D&D bet that those who did not have faith in any deity, that they were cast in, that they were used to build the wall of the faithless. What's so I, uh, which is just a wall made of people that they get stuck in there. Their souls get stuck in there because they did not have faith in any deity. Hmm. But yes, the wall of the faithless. We saved the faithless from that fate. I don't think that that was what was intended. What makes you think that you're better than a wall? Guess I, I guess we don't. Because if 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 the wall could manifest, if the wall could manifest itself in the way that you are now, do you not think that the wall would also claim about how great it is? That how dare you bring a pickaxe to this wall? Why would you want to tear me down? I am a place for the faithless. Okay. I'm not saying you're wrong, I'm just... You, you, your, your reasoning behind all of your thing, you say that it is the, the way of nature that we do not understand, well, it must be the way of nature for you to not explain, because you, you don't, the, you, you, you make these claims of grandeur but you seem to have no ego about it so it's it's hard to say that to you but you you, you also you have you have nothing to back it up you're you're as old as forever but you don't remember things from before you existed and uh, you, you think that things are one way but you don't know them for certain because you've not experienced the, it is the way of nature for you to not understand also You are talking about things that have yet to happen, so you have no idea the outcome. So you come to us worried about things that may happen. Whereas we are trying to stop things that have happened. We okay. know the outcome of our fight if we lose. You don't know the outcome of yours. Okay. I'm not satisfied with that, okay? I fucking hate this thing. I hate this thing so much. It's so... D 
dissatisfying to fucking talk to. You know, you know, I I need I need to write this. Give me a second. I have an under the trench coat thought that I really want out of my body right now, but I know that we'll get fucking sidetracked for too long. So I I need to write it down. So feel free to talk amongst yourselves and continue the episode while I jot this idea, this angry down. We came to you because we thought that your fate, so strongly tied to those of the dragons, might understand our plea more so than anyone else. We simply just don't want to stop existing. And we don't want to let those in our care. It's not that we don't understand that, but you do realize that if we don't continue what we're doing, the chances of us all not existing is just as high. Your spirit persists. Within you, if we are faithless. So as, as long as you can exist, then then we shouldn't worry because we can exist within you if we lose. The two of you would not come to us. Sorry, the royal we. Some would come to us. Others to their own. But they don't stop existing. And, and how do you know that you stop existing, then? If an event makes something, and then that event is corrected, then the thing stops existing. So them being alive would be the correction. The fall is what created you. Would the rise not be the correction? The rise would put us back to one. So you you want to be the one and not the many. You will understand. You're... You said you do not want to be the one. Am I correct? You will understand soon. Yes. The dragons rise. We become one. We do not want to be one. We want to exist as we are. Understands. I want to kill this one more than I want to kill. I wanted to kill the shopkeeper. <laughs> I have a feeling that this is going to be even harder to understand, but fine. Your circles are strange. Well, if if, if we're done misunderstanding each other, uh, we have we have a capital to get to, so. And yes, you do. We'd, we'd appreciate a, a smooth 
ride there. Um, as fun as your visit has been. You will have no further interruptions from us. You can continue on your path. I'm going to go back downstairs. I'm staying. Staying below deck? No, I'm staying right the fuck where I am. You... Below deck where you're chained up to to the pillar? Oh, fuck you. You, that's that's what's happening right now. We're we're back there. It was all a dream, Brad. Back back where you've never left. Nick, you're closer. You're gonna have to drive there. Slap him. I mean, we could just take the lazy option. He's got to come to us tomorrow. So <laughs> that's fair. I uh, so you you. Harkos, you open your eyes. Uh, Evelyn is is kind of like leaned over uh, over you. You can see a bunch of the other like crewmates and stuff have all have all unhooked themselves and are are wandering about. And she kind of grabs your shoulder and, and shakes you. It's, are are you OK? No, I'm getting uh, real you, sick of this. Uh, I, I know that was a little bit of a rough storm, but it wasn't. It wasn't that bad. No, the storm was fine. You, uh, you do you do you not do well with uh, with with motion? Because we we started rocking pretty heavy, and and you just kind of slumped over. Yes, well, if I'm being perfectly honest, I have um, traumas associated with 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 violent um winds and, and and the like on on a ship like this but that was not was not the crux of the issue uh, and i'm going to start undoing the chains when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at bluenile.com you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Someone needed to speak with me, apparently, and I, I enjoyed none of it. Oh, okay. She she helps you get unhooked, and uh, so Trevor, uh, Lenora is, is kind of, you know what? She slaps you and wakes you up. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Was that necessary? Well, I tried to shake you awake, and you did not respond. Yes. We were indisposed. Now, you and, uh, you and Harkos and your other friend just kind of blacked out. You're- well, what was the last thing that happened before we blacked out? That was a pretty strong hit that we took. Uh, kind of sent us as we spun a little bit and then the two of you blacked out. Mm. Or the three of you blacked out. Fantastic. Uh, well, if you'd like me to explain what happened, I can. If not, <laughs> I start undoing my shackles. <laughs> it is quite I, understandable. Also, <sighs> well, if you want to explain, uh, if I thought that you just blacked out. Well, Due to circumstances of what you saw and what happened, you're going to think I'm crazy. I've been at I've been traveling the ley lines for a long time. I think that it's going to be hard for you to <laughs> shock me. Okay. I'm assuming that when we got knocked out, it was when the ley lines started speaking to us. The ley lines what? Spoke <laughs> to us. You see, oh shit! Hakos and Phil and I have traveled through them, literally. I've died in them once, and then we went to rescue a friend of ours from the Underdark, and we walked through them. So we've had quite a bit of contact. With the ley line, and apparently it's a entity which wanted to speak to us, but did not provide any good information. And apparently, all it got me out of it was a slap to the face to wake me up. <laughs> Meanwhile, you see Harkos being carefully doted over by and <laughs> <laughs> politely awoken. Oh shit. <laughs> There's different personalities. <laughs> Sound <laughs> crazy? A little, yes. I guarantee if you ask Harkos, it'll be the same story. It'll be much angrier. 
I cliff noted. So, <laughs> um, I've I've traveled Riven for four hundred and fifty years. You don't look a day and over a hundred. <laughs> ouch! <laughs> Fucking ouch! <laughs> She she rolls her eyes a little bit. <laughs> I'm just going to give her like a half smile. As I said, I've traveled around Riven for about 450 years, and I feel like you are more well-traveled than I in just the last year. <sighs> well, we've definitely been through a lot. Let's get you back up on deck. I think that the uh, cramped nature down here might be disservicing you. <laughs> I don't know if I wish to see the ley line right now. Well, you're in luck because we should be coming out of it here soon. Fantastic. We're on speaking terms currently. <laughs> I don't want to see him. <laughs> well, so do you do you the both of you head up. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, so you, you head up, uh, and, uh, you, you see everybody's, uh, everybody's kind of focused on getting everything unchained. Uh, the ley lines look a lot different right now. Uh, they, it, from your previous, uh, at little ventures out here, uh, it's almost calmer. I, I mean, it's still tumultuous for for sure, but it's it seems calmer now that the storm has passed. I, uh, but you've got a whole bunch of activity happening on the boat. All the deckhands are a ship. I'm sorry, it's on a boat. Uh, that activity going on on the ship. That people are getting stuff unchained, untied. Uh, people getting back around to their regular routines. Uh, after like half hour, 45 minutes, uh, everything is kind of set back to right. I, uh, uh, oh, no, go ahead. I'd like to go up to the, the bow of the ship and run my hand across the same spot that Leyline magic was doing it. You feel something. Oh, like it's it's just it's almost like little tiny static shocks on your hand. Mm. Uh, but instead of it being like kind of like a bluish white static, that it's gold. Uh, it happens maybe three times and then nothing else. Very interesting. Anything else? Not that I can think of currently. Hey. Arcos, is there anything specific that you're doing while you're kind of in uh, like wait mode here? Uh, no. Uh, I don't got anything in mind, so. <clears throat> so after everything kind of starts to calm down a little bit, uh, things get kind of stored back in their, the, what you could 
tell, at least, is their normal spots. Uh, it, all the deckhands are taking all the chains and leather straps and all that stuff and, and getting them back down below. Uh, after all this is done and things kind of start to settle, uh, things get brighter. Uh, and you hear a call from the crow's nest. It's ready to breach, Captain. And you see Kirby looks up, gives a salute. He looks over at the two of you and says, we're about ready to come out, gentlemen. Oh, thank goodness. Well, Aetherport, here we come. Uh, And then suddenly, the world changes. Uh, Instead of this tumultuous rainbow light around you, you breach out into darkness. Uh, that night has fallen over the rest of the land, uh, illuminated solely by the light coming from behind you. In the distance, you see a bright, shining, well-lit city. It's like, uh, imagine being on a plane and looking over like a Chicago. Uh, that there are towering structures that you can see off in the distance all lit from top to bottom with these blue dancing lights. Have we ever talked about uh, what season it is? I don't think so. Mm-mm. Uh, it's it's getting... it When this all started, it was kind of like mid-spring. At this point, you're getting into like early summer. And as you're starting to uh, float towards this city, uh, you see that the, the the Brava actually starts taking a downward trend. Uh, and then suddenly you kind of, you feel something wet land on your forehead. And then you look up and you can see that there's snowflakes falling. Oh... What? The Brava continues on its course, uh, again, taking a downward trend, and you start to get a better view of Aetherport. Aetherport, in a word, is massive. It stretches further than your eyes can even tell, which, whether it's helped or hindered by the darkness, doesn't matter, because you get the sense that even if you were looking at it in broad daylight, you wouldn't be able to see the other end of it from where you're at. Uh, Harvest turns up his render distance. <laughs> okay. You turn it up, and actually, you can see the last house on the other side of Aetherport. You don't know how, because it's so much shorter than most of the other structures that are in the center of the city, but, like, you render that far, and then you can see a, a farmhand come out of that and throw a bale of hay over his shoulder and look up and wave at you. It hurts, <laughs> it, it hurts me. It's too much. I saw, I've seen too much. My mind. <laughs> your your GPU was not equipped for this. There's smoke coming out of Harkus's ears. It's burn overheating. <laughs> one of your feathers goes and little smoke comes off of it uh oh I'm not water cooled 
I knew I should have looked into overclocking while we were in Aramore. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. Okay, let's let's cancel Reel that line of thinking. Uh, and as I said, it's massive. I, uh, You know that this is the capital, that this is kind of the seat of power of the entirety of Riven, that the central government is housed here, the merchants... Uh, Merchants Guild is centered here, which are the two most powerful and far-reaching entities of Riven. Uh, the 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 city itself is is far different than anything that you've seen. It's not just stone and wood structures. That there's uh, steel and clockwork that moves parts of the city around where that you've got buildings that are actually shifting a little bit side to side uh, with these, again, these blue dancing lights that seem to dangle from them that illuminate the city. The Brava starts to take a, an even deeper, uh, deeper turn down and eventually starts coming up to a port on the outside wall of the city. Pulls up docks, and then you see these two large mechanical arms come out from the dock and nestle under the front and back of the Brava, and then you hear a like steam releasing, and then the ship stops moving. Kirby looks over at the two of you and says, Well, gentlemen, welcome to Aetherport. Oh, it's is, been a is, while. Is the uh is the weather still fucked? Yep. So I'm gonna, it's it, it's it's snowing. It, uh, it's not sticking, but it's snowing. So uh, uh he's he's gonna he's gonna say that. Trevor said his thing about it's been a while. And Harkos, I ain't fucking been here. Uh, so Harkus is going to turn to um, Kirby, Captain Kirby, sorry, and go. It, um, I could call him Kirby. You have to call him Captain Kirby. Yeah, we're not there yet. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm working on it. Though. I'm going to whittle him down. I'm going to whittle that title off. The goal is to start calling him CK. Um <laughs> So I'm going to turn a party. We're, I mean, I, if we're going to party, we're going to party hard. I mean, uh, <laughs> so I'm going to turn to Captain Kirby and go, um, I've not, I've, I've never been here before. I mean, the, the city itself is quite a sight to behold. What's with the snow? I mean, it's, um, it's how long were we in the daylight? <laughs> It, uh, he he looks at you with a really blank expression and he looks over at Lenara really quick and is like, Lenara, what season is it? <laughs> what, what what month is it? It's it's early summer, Captain. Oh. Huh. That is weird, isn't it? Oh, it's oh, a good so, thing so, he has you around. So, so, so no explanation then. It's just I, L- Lenora locks eyes with you <laughs> as you say that. It just shakes her head a little bit from side to side. 
Anyway, continue, Harkos. I was just saying, so so there's there's no explanation that it's just this is it this happens. I don't know, maybe. I I've never seen it snow here, but I've you know doesn't feel cold. I'm sure this is fine. I'm sure well, we'll find out. Right? Because it's not like bad things follow us around. That'd be silly to think. Kirby looks confused and concerned. Are you all following us or are you taking off again? Uh, We've got quite a bit of cargo to unload. Uh, We'll probably be here at least for a couple of days. I guess the crew has earned some shore leave. You hear a you hear a resounding ah! Oh, thank God, coming from a ton of the crew. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to look at Lenara and go. Then perhaps a drink at some point. She she looks over at Kirby and then looks back at you. Yeah, absolutely, fantastic. Is is Evelyn up here? Uh, you know what? Let's uh, high or low. High yes, low, low no, low. Oh, okay, okay. Well, oh, uh, sorry. So low. I got confused. Uh, so we'll go. You <laughs> called it, so we'll say low. She's here. High. She's not. Uh, that is a that is a nine. So, uh, yeah, you you see her, but just as she's about to start going below deck. So we'll go, uh, Evelyn. Oh, hi, hi. Yeah, I just um, I wanted. So I know I realize we are here now, but I I just I didn't know if the um, the cards and dice might still. Yeah, I I am very interested in. Um, I I don't know the next time that I might be able to be on a ship. So uh, trying to get everything out in one go, I suppose. Well, I. Uh... She she looks at she's got like a clipboard with a whole bunch of of papers and written notes and all this all this kind of stuff. And she starts flipping through it and she says, "Well, uh, if you're a night owl, haha. Uh, <laughs> if uh, you give me uh, a few hours, we should be able to get most of everything unloaded, and then uh, we I'm I'm doing a normal voice for her now, and I don't I don't think that I like it." Well, if you give us just a few hours, then we uh, should have everything unloaded. And then uh, would you want to do that here or do you want to meet us? And she like kind of jogs her head over towards the city. Uh, Wherever uh, you all are going, I mean, you seem like you you all wanted um, some shore time for sure. I, I just... Honestly, it's it's the company more than anything. I, I it's it's sad, but it, it 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 fulfills a lot of um wants of a younger me. She, I, <laughs> uh, she she looks back and she says, "Um, I'm guessing that a lot of the." A lot of the folks here are gonna want to have their shore time, so I would say probably out there. 
All right. Well, I um, I'll just I'll circle back in in um, a, b- between one and two hours from now, and and and, and then I could just like just follow suit. Oh, give it give it uh, two or three. Let's uh, give me some time to get ready. Okay. That's it. Yeah, she she gives you a, she gives you a big cobalt smile and then uh, <laughs> goes below deck. I'll go back over and join Trevor again. Uh, so Kirby is uh, kind of starting to direct traffic a little bit, and he he, he turns back to you as uh, you guys. If uh, you know, you could always come back here, but if you want to like go out and see the city a little bit then you know uh, like i said we'll be here for a few days so you know come and go as you please much appreciated yes he points at you trevor so, i like you <laughs> <laughs> you got the same kind of no nonsense attitude that i got i like it. <laughs> uh, and Har- Harkos is right. Harkos is going to address and be like, "Yes, um, thank you very much for for everything." And and um, I I look forward to this this friendship not ending anytime soon. He gives you a big clap on the back. He's like, oh. "I hope I hope that we can. This is just the start of many Kirby and." And and Trevor and and Harkos adventures that we're gonna have. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> I roll my eyes and kind of half glance at Lenara. <laughs> she she's not even facing the same way, but you can see her head is just hung, and she's just kind of <laughs> shaking her head as she's like <laughs> kind of going and starting pushing people to get them moving. Harkos, in his best efforts to live out his pirate fantasies and and come off just as hardy as Captain Kirby, is going to reach his arm up and clasp Captain Kirby on the back and go, Captain, you stick with us enough. Oh, believe me, the things you're going to see. Hey, you you clap on the back and you just hear a thud. And, and like, it, you didn't realize that he was that taut. <laughs> I uh, he looks he looks down at you. Oh. You know, sometimes just going back and forth is you know, it's, it could get a little boring. So you know, if we spice things up a little bit. Well, we can promise you plenty of adventure. <laughs> See, I knew, I knew it. As soon as I saw this guy, I knew he and I were going to get along. Yes, it seems as you and Harkos are getting along quite well. <laughs> he looks. So, he looks over at Harkos. He's like, "Well, yeah, that's obvious." But this guy, this guy, he just uh, Phil. points right at Trevor. Phil, yes, <laughs> Phil seems to be enjoying your company. Also, <laughs> this is fighting it so hard. <laughs> he, he he looks back over at you, Harkos. He's, he's playing hard to get. Oh, there's no it's playing. His, it's his favorite game. <laughs> ah, it, someone, someone that has that 
that no nonsense attitude can't enjoy games. <sighs> Gotta be. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just stoic all the time. Right? It gives you a nod, Trevor. Right? I look over my shoulder. Ah, well, anyway, go enjoy. Uh, stay out of the, stay out of some of the seedier parts. But sometimes that's where you find the most fun. Um, <laughs> sure, that's where we'll end up at some point. I bet you will. He gives you a wink when he says that. Um, <sighs> go, go, go! Don't, eh, don't linger here. There's plenty of, there's plenty of Aether Port for you to see. Uh, yes, yes. Take care. <clears throat> Turn, start walking away quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, Phil kind of looks, <laughs> turns and, and looks over at you, Harkos, and is like, sh- shrugs his shoulders as he's looking at, at, at Captain Kirby and kind of follows Trevor. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll follow suit as well. Hey, uh, so you step off the dock and uh, you are greeted to metallic clinks as your boots start hit or your talons rather start hitting the uh, the graded steel of the walkway, the gangplank going down into onto the dock. Um, Arcos, Phil. Yeah. Yes. You two wouldn't mind I would like to make a small pit stop while we were here okay oh okay um it's been a while but I'd like to peek at my father's shop if I if I could oh oh is your 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 family they have they've they have a store here, and, oh, and you, well, you, you didn't mention it till now? Oh, well, uh, they've been making the armor and whatnot for the god for quite a, some time. Oh. And you do pottery? Uh, yes, I'm the... The black sheep of the family. I mean, I, I guess so. I mean, it's, it's just your thing. I, I just, I wouldn't have guessed that the, that those those two puzzle pieces fit together. It's still a fun puzzle. Um. Harkos thinks about the uncompleted egg in his backpack. Not that I know anything about puzzles. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm. I would be the piece that doesn't fit. You knock it off. <laughs> <laughs> Are you it's really right, doing right, that? Yeah, right up the back of your fucking head. Oh. <laughs> it's a second time I've been slapped today. Well, <sighs> stop acting a fool. Well, it's the truth, though. It's the reason why I went off and 
didn't. Well, that's why well, we haven't spoken for a while. The... I'm hoping that maybe if we stop in, things will be a little different. Are you uh, kind of doing a walk and talk right yeah, now? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Um, okay. Uh, as you're walking, you guys are kind of chit-chatting about Trevor's family and all that. And uh, from from behind you, Trevor, is that Trevor friggin' Ironjaw? Oh, turn around. Hey, uh, so I'm introducing somebody here. That's the dude uh, from this the is... iDot office. <laughs> Excuse uh, me? So you you uh, turn around and you see an old friend of your family's. Uh, as an older gentleman, uh, kind of like long, shaggy, graying hair with, uh, with a, a close-cropped beard. Uh, his name was Edgar. He was a, a close friend of your father's for a long time. Edgar? Yeah! Uh, Boy, it's been a long time since I've seen you. It's quite some time. And how many years has it been now? Uh, <laughs> too many to count. <laughs> too many to count or too many to remember. Am I right? Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What are you doing back in Aetherport? I thought that you had been gone for good. Um... Circumstances have brought me here with my friends. We're uh, checking up on some things. Yeah, you do look a little bit different. He like, look, come here. Let me get a look at you. And he like, he does that like stereotypical. Like he grabs you by the shoulders, like kind of shakes you a little bit. You're, you got, you got beefy and tough, didn't you? Um, necessities. Yes. Good. Is uh, you got a, you got a friend here? Who's this? Who or who are these two? Um, this Hello, is. Hello, I'm Circumstances. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good joke. He's a funny one. <sighs> this is um, Hakos and Phil. Hello. Um, Harkos is that one, right? Uh, it, me, yes. Oh, good. And he he does the same thing to you. Like, oh, grabs you by the shoulders, yeah. shakes you a little bit. Like, well, you're not as beefy as Trevor, but you got, it looks like you got some spirit in you. Enough spirit to knock him on his butt a few times. Ha <sighs> ha! <laughs> good. He looks, so, he looks over at Trevor. Ha <laughs> this, this guy knocked you down a couple of times? Uh, and helped me back up, yes. He gets back up again. You're never gonna keep Trevor down. <laughs> <laughs> what? What, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Did I say a thing that already exists? I think at some Whoops. point we're going to get the whiskey drink. And, uh. <laughs> so you said that you're here checking up on some stuff. What are, uh, are, are you here to see? Here to see the family? Um, I definitely intend to while we're here, yes. Uh, how oh, are they still holding shop? Yeah, not not as much anymore. You, you know, your dad's getting up there. Mm, yes. 
with. Mm. I hope things are all well. Lots, lots to talk to them about, I'm sure. Yes, many things. You see, uh, you know, his eyes get a little bit sad. He's, they're, they're fine, you know. That's and, your face says otherwise. Well, you know, it's never easy for a parent to see their, their kids go off. Yes, they did not want me to go off. I know, but you, you young ones, you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta chase, you gotta chase the, the, the passion, you know? I don't think that your dad really ever understood that. I don't, I don't think that he understood that it was, you know, it, life wasn't about just swinging a hammer into a, onto a piece of steel, you know? I think it was more an honor thing than the actual yeah. job itself. Oh, I'm sure. You know, you're it's your dad, but you know, that's you can't you can't cage something. You know, you can't cage that. You can't just put it in its little box and you put it up on a shelf in the shop and you say, "Yeah, that's that's my boy." And you gotta you gotta let him do things. You know, my my two kids they they went off and. Now, one is one is a scholar some place or another, and another <laughs> one is traveling merchant. You know, it, it, it just it, you follow what you love. Yes. And um, you, he kind of gives you a pat on the shoulder. He's like, you followed what you love and you'd be proud of that. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm rambling. I, you know, old, old guys and they're rambling. You know, it's just I, I can't stop it. Once I get started, once once you press that button and that arcane dynamo goes, woo, 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 you just can't stop me. Did you give us a last name for him? I can't remember. No, it was just Edgar. No, just Ed, 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 Edgar. I think that I and I would think that you probably don't even know a last name for him. It's just you've always known him as Edgar. Like it was your dad's friend, Edgar. Hmm. OK. Anyway, uh. Yeah, we uh, we have some business to handle. Um, it was good seeing you again. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, tell tell your dad I said hey. Uh, and you know, uh, the 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 wife Shelly, she's uh, you know, she she still makes a real good mutton. If we, if uh, dad ever wants to stop by for dinner, <laughs> you know, or or if you, if all of you want to stop by for dinner. We will keep that in mind. I'm not sure how long we will be here. It's very kind of you. There's, there's nothing like mutton. <laughs> Did it again. I hate myself. You got me again. He's pretty good at that, yes. Mm. In another hey, life, yeah, I'm a you, quick man. You, you youngins, you take off. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Leave the old guys to their ramble. He's just doing this as he's walking away from it. <laughs> Leave the old guys to their rambling and just walking down the streets and just saying whatever comes to their mind. And he's and he's gone. <sighs> he gets to the end of your render distance and he just disappears. <laughs> well, that was an interesting meeting. Someone I didn't expect. I apologize. For what? 
I've, you know, we've not really gone over this, but based on that, I feel like people from your past are going to be a much more pleasant interaction than people from mine. So um, I, I do hope that we never have to endure anything of that nature. Well, maybe. No. Hey, no. hey, hey there, Harkos. What? High or low? No. Low. You hear a zzz and then a thud as a dart hits a wooden pillar next to you. Oh, for fuck's sake. Do we both hear this? Oh, yeah. It's audible. I'm pulling my shield and stepping in front of him. <laughs> and lo- Nothing looking else happens. Around. I'm going to go uh, get the dart out of the pillar. Uh, so it's a uh, a silver dart uh, that has a piece of paper wrapped around the meaty part of it. I fucking hate everything. <laughs> uh, I'm going to unravel the paper and read what is on it. Hey, you open up the... Uh, you, you unwrap the piece of paper, the piece of parchment. Uh, and written in uh, on there says Harcos Pizarro you are hereby ordered to return to the sanctuary at Okaido fucking bring immediately it. for trial and justice yeah trial this bitches straying from the path back to your home will result in execution. Fucking try it. Signed and delivered by Master Elijah. Why don't you come and say it to our faces, bitch? And that, my friends, is where we're going to go ahead and call it for tonight. See, it's shit like this that makes this show feel like it's scripted. (laughs) Or the parts of it are scripted. That was uh, well, well, under the trench coat. I, I, the one thing I want to say outside of the trench coat because I want to make sure that everyone hears this. I want everyone to know that we have talked outside a game about the potential that should things happen in game that we want to go to Okaido or there. Like Ken's talked about the the Shining City. Brad and I have had some crackpot theories that what if that's Okaido and we're like, oh, I really fucking hope not and all this stuff. So we've talked about this. So it is potential that we were going to do that. And me saying, oh, I hope we never run into anyone from my my past was me making a slight at the idea that that might happen in the future. But it's not guaranteed because if we never fucking choose to go there, we never choose to go there. I had no idea that Ken was going to try and shoehorn us going there. Um... And you don't not, have to. No, I know. I was going to say, and not in a bad <laughs> way, um, but I, I had no fucking clue. Like, yes, we've talked about it as an option. Didn't know how realistic of an option, and now it's on the fucking table, and I hate it. I mean, it just means that we're going to go murder a monastery. You can't say that. I've already thought long and hard about this. It's under the trench coat. I'll talk to you about it there. Well, thank you all very much for joining us at our table. If you are enjoying what you're listening to, we would kindly ask that you show us some support 
through one of our various channels. Uh, the first way is through our Patreon. And we are good little warlocks, as always. And we offer up sacrifices to our patrons, depending on the tier that you choose. Uh, if Patreon isn't so much your thing, you can do something as simple as just buying us a coffee. If you go to ko-fi.com, search for Rolling in the Geek, you can do a one-time donation there. Hey, Brad. Where can these fine folks get in touch with hey, us? Hey, Ken. They can subscribe to us on our newsletter on our website. Or can subscribe to our newsletter on our website at rickgeekpodcast.com to keep up with all things Rolling in the Geek. Or they can find us on any of their favorite ear bacon stations. We're also very active on Twitter. And if you want to talk to a bunch of rad content creators, podcasters, artists, and all-around cool people, you can join us in the Underground Oracle Discord through the link on our website. Thank you very much, Brad. Nick, this week, you are... Pissed off again, got it. Okay, well, that... (laughs) You are the sound artillerist artificer. Damn. Boom, bitches. Indeed. Boom, bitches, indeed. Nick, through your sound wizardry, you are able to create these presets that you've crafted everything down to this finest detail. You set your you set your cannon off to the side. You light the fuse. It fires, and we sound beautiful. There, Don't you well me. There, Don't you fucking well me. There's a sound. You're right. There's there's sound there for sure. It's still us at the end of the day. So beautiful. Now, can you please load us up some mag- load us up with some magic items and give us something fun to go out on? <sighs> Hootie who from Nick and Harkos. Um, as um, we heavily debatey how mad we're going to be at Ken in episode eighty. Uh, <laughs> Tune in next week uh, to see what chaos has begun in episode 81. Look at that. Like it's nothing. Uh, This week. um, This week. I I wrote this song 15 minutes before we were supposed to sit down to record because I'm lazy. Um, And I had zero ideas on songs, zero ideas on lyrics. And then I picked the song and then I just. I did the best I could with the lyrics. Like, it sounds fine. Um, but there wasn't a ton of thought behind it. But this is a song from uh, Harcos to Trevor. Due to not so much this episode, but recent happenings on the podcast. So without further ado, episode 80's parody, here you go. <clears throat> when we began, we stated we'll do the best we can. <laughs> so into the minds we all went. Those days are spent <laughs> since you've come back. The group dynamic has been whack and I'm trying to make it work. But man, at times you're such a jerk. <laughs> Don't want to fight. 
Trevor, believe me. Don't want to fight. I promise you. Phil is unsure. Gods, he used to be so pure. Now he questions us with a glance, wondering what is our stance. Don't want to fight, but it could happen. Don't want to fight, not at all. Don't want to fight. Can't we just go back? Don't want to fight. I miss the past. Tor. <laughs> Tor. That's that's it. <laughs> that's that's where I'm at. That that was that was what I thought it was, right? All by myself? All yeah. By yeah. Myself. Did you did you hear me when I was singing that when in, in, at the end of our pre-show? No, I didn't. I was singing that when I I came back and no one was there and I started fucking singing it. Oh my fucking god! No, I did not. The only thing I heard you say was the stuff was the 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 Trevor Brad Ollie Weather Dragon thing. That's the only thing I heard come through the headphones. I heard like ambient noise, so I knew you were doing something, but I didn't expect to hear anything until the holy shit. That's that's fucking beautiful. Get out of my head. Get out of my head! I wrote it first, damn it! I, apparently, now I know why I wrote it. Now I know why where that song came from. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Stop recording. I'm not doing it. Wait! It can't be that bad, Chris. You'll be back next week, right? I, I'm, a, I'm a professional actor. I don't need any of this. Of course I'll be back next week. I need the money. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.